0: Elon Musk is a very successful and innovative business person has created really valuable businesses. So he gets to be an obnoxious whatever.
1: Hello and welcome to The Interview. I'm Ada McLaughlin, the editor-in-chief of Mediaite. My guest this week is Kara Swisher, a New York Times contributing writer and host of the sensationally popular podcast Sway. Kara is the first person I would ever want to talk to about the seismic shifts going on in the tech and media worlds right now particularly at Twitter, where Elon Musk's $44 billion takeover remains an open question. Kara has had a remarkable career in journalism. She was one of the first reporters on the internet beat in the 1990s, covering the boom from the Wall Street Journal's San Francisco bureau. She went on to interview some of the biggest names in tech, media, and politics, including Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg, Rupert Murdoch, and Barack Obama. She founded the tech news website Recode and joined the New York Times in 2018. I called up Kara to discuss the latest on Elon Musk's Twitter takeover, what's really going through the head of the world's richest man, and whether Trump will return to the platform. Kara, thank you so much for joining me. How are you doing?
0: Thanks. Good. Been a little busy today. It's uh, it's always something, especially with this tech uh, stock meltdown and venture meltdown and crypto meltdown, and then there's Elon. So.
1: <laughs> well, let's let's talk about Elon. Uh, what is the latest on his takeover of Twitter?
0: well he's been very quiet this week after telling us about his chocolate milk uh affection mm. and other things and sounding off on his leftist how leftists suck and whatever <laughs> he seems to just be doing now he's just he's virtue signaling to the right which is fine i don't care um he's now been very quiet this week uh, except for the trump thing he said at an event a car event where he said he'd let him back on which nobody was surprised i had written about it a month ago that he would do this yeah he's he's been really quiet because of the stock market method, and it's very linked um the tesla, tesla stock has declined rather precipitously today or this week uh, it, not as much as other tech stocks but it's it's still going down it's um in the low 700 range and that's really problematic for the steel um it's not deadly to it let's see it's gone down 18 percent in five days almost 29% in a month, 20, almost 30% in, in six months. And, you know, Tesla, it's really like on a downward shift. The short sellers seem to be battling it out with his fans. I can't tell. You know, there was a high in April of 1,145. So that's really quite a, I forget when he announced it, but it was right in, in that time frame. So it's been down before, uh, you know, it's been down in the 700s last, uh, in March, and then it went up, and so the question is, can he afford it? Or and should he pay this price? Twitter stock has stayed pretty stable um, because of this bid, this 54.20 bid. But it's not worth 54.20. It, it, if mm. it was behaving like other tech stocks, it would be down in the 15 to 20 dollar range, which is which would be which would be decent for it. But it's 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 it would it would drop into into what I call the Mariana Trench of tech finance right
1: now. It does seem like a pretty massive bet on something of a risky business. Twitter isn't particularly profitable, and it's been a pretty massive headache for anyone that's tried to run it. Do you you get any sense of why he's doing this and whether or not he's having second thoughts?
0: well he has to it's his price is too high he can't this is not worth 54 dollars a share it's crazy it's like throwing money down a hole he should walk away pay the billion dollar breakup fee and then wait till it re until it declines into the range that it'd be he could buy it for pick it up for 15 billion dollars versus 45 billion that's that's a nice savings there's a lot you can do with 30 billion dollars so you know i don't know if he can pick it up they may not agree to it and there, then there'd be lots of oh, there's be lots of people wanting to buy it at 15 billion um, but this number is so high that he shouldn't afford it, even if he wants it that badly. You know, he wants it for lots of reasons. He loves being in the news. He loves Twitter as a product. He has a, you know, I think a lot of the First Amendment stuff is genuine, except it's also branding for him. Um, I think it helps his other businesses, Tesla and SpaceX. If You know, Jeff Bezos has been helped by owning the Washington Post. This would probably help him and his other businesses. People don't think that, but I do. Um, and, uh, you know, he just likes it and he likes to mouth off. So, you know, but not at this price,
1: it's, it's a lot of money to Matt, to, to just have a platform to mouth off, uh, from
0: a desperately overpriced,
1: right. Just regarding the Trump ban, you, you've, you've been saying for a while that, that that's something that Elon Musk would do if he he ran Twitter. Um, Trump was of course banned back in, in 2020, a couple of days after the January 6th uh, Capitol riot. And can you...
0: It was Twenty twenty one. Not twenty. 2020. Twenty twenty
1: one. Yes, of course. Sorry. Can you explain Musk's argument that Trump should be on Twitter?
0: Um, he doesn't think there should be a permanent. He doesn't think there shouldn't be timeouts or temporary suspensions. He thinks there should that should happen only to bots and scams, both of which kind of describe Donald Trump's behavior on Twitter. But he's uh, he's he wants to be very. Uh, not very many of those. And so he thinks they should be temporary. Facebook's has been temporary, although it's been indefinite. Same thing with YouTube, but it's been in, they ne- they didn't say permanent the way Twitter did. Um, and so he thinks there should be timeouts. And OK, you know, that's where he thinks it. he thinks there should be maximum ability to say things, even if they're vile, even if they're lies, even if, uh, you know, the people can debate whether he incited violence. I think he did. Others do not. But, you know, that should be up to the owner of Twitter.
1: And that obviously like brings us to one of the biggest challenges of Twitter, which is the sort of impossible question of content moderation. Right. You know, like competing platforms have always styled themselves as free speech alternatives to Twitter, and they've always ended up crashing and introducing some degree of moderation.
0: Yep. Is
1: there any sign that with regards to content moderation, Musk is going to operate Twitter any differently than the current regime?
0: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I don't think he has any idea what he's talking about. Honestly, <laughs> I think he's just saying things like it's like me saying things. I don't, I don't think he knows what they've done. I right. Know, Asnick wrote a very good piece in textured saying all the things he says broadly, they've done really impossible tasks. And so, I think, you know, it's you know, it's very it's very Trumpian to say we need to fix this. Well this has been fixed or this has been looked at. You know, it's there's it's a lot of he's like running for office kind of thing in that regard. And so, you know, I you know, some of the ideas are good, but they're not new, like edit button, that would be great. Um and edit function, excuse me, uh, you know, edit trace essentially. Um, which everybody uses already on Facebook and elsewhere. Uh, some of the ideas about uh, making the algorithm more uh, transparent, good idea. Uh, then it would possibly shut up the right wing, which of course will never shut up, so probably not. Um, uh, all kinds of things, they're good ideas. The question, is, he, he, the question is, should it be private to be able to do these things? And it depends on who's <laughs> running it. I think he, 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 there's a big question whether he has the attention to mm-hmm. do this. And by the way, his other company really needs help. They have issues in Shanghai right now because of covid lockdowns. His business, which is funding all this is is not trouble. It's an excellent car, but he had to recall some things. He's it takes a lot to run a car company and he's very good at it. But, you know, GM is coming for them, even though he disdains them. Someone's good. Look at Netflix. No one thought anybody can catch Netflix and everybody's caught Netflix. So he will get caught like everybody else. No, eventually.
1: You're right. It does sound like he's kind of campaigning. You know, he said, I read that quote the other day where he said he, was, he wanted to unlock Twitter. Yeah, whatever. And like, has he, has he signaled anything that he would do beyond sort of little, you know, technical functions?
0: Everybody goes, woo, when he says something like, why should he be specific, <laughs> general and broad and say nothing by saying a lot, like saying they like talking a lot. You know, that's that sounds familiar.
1: You've known Elon Musk for years.
0: You know, and by the way, let me just say—yeah, like comparing him to Trump there in that regard. Trump has made no good businesses. He's a terrible business person, and has a has a has a spate of shitty businesses that he's dragged behind him for years. The only thing he's good at is running his mouth, which has made a good make it made him president fine. Um, but uh, you know, good for him. But the, Elon Musk is a very successful and innovative business person. Has created really valuable businesses. So there is, you know, he he gets to be an obnoxious whatever so-and-so if he wants to be as far as i'm concerned
1: right and so you you've known him for years since since before he was you know the, the richest man in the world but what what's that relationship been like over the years up
0: and down you know we've had beefs he didn't talk to me after the covid thing when i disagree with him on covid for a while he's now talking only to right he hasn't returned my emails he usually does he's talking to right-wing people now he's friends with you know whatever mike cernovich good for him he's making new friends I don't care. I have four (laughs) children. I don't need Elon Musk. (laughs) I do like talking to him. We have really great rapport. Um, We've had some great interviews. Mm. I like when we disagree. Um, I like Elon. He's very funny. He's very... um, He's funny, he's a really funny and interesting person. I don't like everything that comes out of his mouth, but I could say that about a lot of people. But he is, you know, same thing. He reminds me a lot more of Steve Jobs than anybody
1: else. Really? Yeah. What's he like to interview? I, I think in your last interview with him, he spent a lot of the time making jokes about like the size of Jeff Bezos's rockets.
0: He did, he did, and that was part of it. But actually it's great. You know, I've done at least four significant, four, six significantly long interviews. And if you listen to any of them, there's so much there. Um, I don't, you know, he loves to make a, you know, the minute he can make a meme joke or a penis joke, he goes right there. And honestly, I made, I I walked him right into it. So I,
1: (laughs) who among us,
0: (laughs) who among us has not made a penis joke. I certainly do know how to get someone to make one. And so he's, um, you know it's his way so i don't care like i don't care if he wants to make them and but then he does talk substantively about everything from simulate life being a simulation to Neuralink, which is his brain company which we'll see where it goes to ideas about open uh open source to uh ai he's you know he's he's such a he contains multitudes and some of it is really juvenile and some of it is is quite brilliant and so You know, I I always say, like, look, go back, go and read a biography of of Thomas Edison. What an asshole. Right. Really? You read that biography, you're like, what an (laughs) asshole that guy was. Um, Also brilliant. So and by the way, I don't think I mean, many people think Elon's an asshole. I do not. He can say some unfortunate things. He lives out loud. So
1: and I think like contrary to a lot of the hand wringing on Twitter about him being basically like Trump with a jetpack. We actually don't know a lot about his politics. And you've you've written about this extensively. Uh, what can you tell us he's about his politics wing-y
0: right now? He's being like <laughs> the left has left me. He can be very, he's one of the biggest donators to ACLU, which is not you know, it's not it makes sense like he he has I wouldn't know what his politics are. I think he yeah. Obama, he doesn't like Biden. Uh, he has said negative things about Trump to me. But he also likes some Trump policies. He insults the government, and then he has big government contracts. You know, he's, again, he's confusing. And so I wouldn't put him in any, I think he's more in that right-wing Silicon Valley way is right now. It's more libertarian, right? And it's sort of led by Peter Thiel. I think he's a whole lot smarter than Peter Thiel by far and more innovative. And Peter Peter Thiel, no matter how you slice it, is a money person, right? Um, and so he just throws his money around. And, and Elon really has um big thoughts about big issues and that's it's different I just don't know what his I think he could all of a sudden he could become a leftist I just could see it I could you know he you never know whatever entertains him I think he just wants to not be told what to do and I think that's really whoever's pushing that particular line he likes being a populist even though he's the richest man in the world which is always somewhat amusing but whatever
1: what did you make of the panic uh, among some people on Twitter when it was announced he was planning to buy the platform? Did you sort of roll your eyes at that? I
0: I don't roll my eyes. I just think it's look, previous the current owners of the of Twitter include the Saudis. So really, like if I could go through the owners of Twitter right now, you might not like them much either. Um, you know, I I I, I don't know what to say. I think they're over indexing on what twitter means and the impact it has i think it's a very small operation that's a shitty business it's only used by 20 percent of americans and even less so abroad it's used by the elite you know and i mean the right and left wing elite not just the left elite both of them and politicians and media and some celebrities and you know just because we're entranced with it it's not that entrancing most people are entranced by TikTok. if you want to really look at something that we should be paying more attention to um this is a this is something that has a lot of, of high profile it's worth something because it's one of the few major sites on the internet that's independent uh so that's worth something and if you could and you should be able to make money off of it nobody has but that may be there might be other reasons for that but people tend to index a lot on the free speech parts of this and that they should focus more on the business of it and he's had some good ideas around that. the Vague subscription. What does that mean? They've tried that. Uh, pay for it. I think that's, oh, that's something I've suggested dozens of times. Like, why sh- I, Elon Musk has gotten more free marketing from Twitter and that he would pay for normally by ads, but he doesn't have to because he's Elon on Twitter and he gets to push his rockets or his cars or whatever the heck he's working on.
1: As we sort of touched on, he's obviously an incredibly smart and successful guy. How do you reconcile that, the enormous amount of success that he's had, with some of his stranger sort of blunders, my personal favorite uh, anecdote was when the heroic British diver was working to rescue the Thai schoolboys from a cave, and, and Musk smeared him as a as a pedophile. Um, do you, what do you think of that?
0: I don't know what to say. That's the way people are. I don't. He just is, He does. He has a, a lack of impulse control. I think if you were talking about children, that's how you would talk about them, right? I think he's juvenile sometimes. He's uh, he's got. I, I used to call him the id of the internet just id just pure id so he like sits there and maybe he you know he talks about smoking pot maybe he's smoking pot maybe he's tired it's his outlet it's his, it's obviously an addictive situation for him and as with me and, and many people um, and he's probably sitting there he's like wow ah, this is funny he's probably more isolated than most people maybe not he's a lot of kids for sure but mm-hmm. you know it's hard when you're that rich you don't have a lot you get your world gets smaller and smaller the richer you are it's kind of a weird thing. Um what's hers, what's the thing he hasn't tweeted for 19 hours which is interesting Starlink about Starlink he hasn't really talked about Twitter the chocolate milk
1: the one. chocolate milk was the last one i really saw
0: i don't know maybe it was high i don't know
1: <laughs> some people have sort of Raise concerns that he might have a track record for, for retribution against his critics and that he'll use Twitter to do that. Do you think that's a valid concern or is that yeah. overblown?
0: I don't, I don't, I don't know. Well, he bought it. If he wants to buy it and do that, that's his business, right? right. It's think. true. You know, Peter Thiel. Sure. I don't, Elon, you've never seen Elon really doing that. Have you? I mean, I, I don't know. He yells at people. Sure. Right. He, lost the, he did the court case. He lost it. Um, so, you know, he paid in court for that. So I don't I don't know what to say about that because he's, um, you know he's he is what he is right he you know I just I don't see him doing that I never I don't know he just he's not the evil genius in that regard I mean Peter Thiel sued a whole media company out of existence Elon's not doing any of that stuff. Uh,
1: you've long written about the problems with major digital platforms being run by single billionaire owners. Do you yeah. think that that's a problem that's only getting worse? Or are we moving towards a more Sort of collectivist approach in how platforms are managed.
0: We are not. They're owned by really wealthy people. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I mean, let me just let me just before everyone goes crazy. The most media companies in the history of the world have been run by really wealthy people. So you know, everyone goes, "Oh my God!" I'm like, do you know all the newspapers are owned like four families <laughs> yeah. today, right? The Chandlers. <laughs> While well, the guy who ran the Chicago Tribune was like a raging racist, right? Uh, many years um you know this is the way it's been forever cbs all the big networks were owned by individuals and and they have enormous sway over people and they tell people what to write and what not to write uh so um i don't know i i don't think this is fresh it's just that the impact that these things have on our lives are much different that is Mm -hmm. true and so um that's the worry everybody has is the impact over time
1: do you get a sense that employees at twitter are concerned about where this is going are they just sort of frozen waiting for it to happen
0: for sure they're for sure they're concerned about it i think one of the things you know you're seeing i don't think they should go anywhere i was just talking to someone today who's there and they're like i don't know if i should leave and you know they don't they don't like that prospect of a crazy owner like as crazy as jack or the others can be it wasn't it's a public company a private company run by someone who's you know, some employees really like him who work for him, by the way, let's be clear on that. Like he's got a lot of people really enjoy work for it. Some people don't. Um, I, I was like, you should stay and take notes. Tell me, like, I was like, why would you leave now? I mean, if he buys it, I, I honestly, I have to say the stock market decline is really, I don't see how he pays this much for this muffler.
1: Right. Um, to wrap things up, I, I really wanted to ask you a, a question about, uh, the media and where it's going. You launched Recode at a time when so many digital media outlets were sort of sprouting up. And there's been a contraction over the last few years in that space. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, now there's a downturn.
0: There hasn't been a contraction that, you know, Puck started, Ben Smith is starting one. Right. You know, uh, Jessica Lesson, who started her as many years after we did Recode, is doing well. Substack people are doing pretty well, I think.
1: You've anticipated my question, which was that as some of the, the outlets that that propped up uh, around the time that Recode did have sort of uh, fallen on hard times, you've got new businesses like Puck and, and you know, whatever semaphore the Ben Smith's outlet's going to be. Um Are you optimistic about the future of digital media right now
0: of course yeah i mean i think it just depends on what it is things change all the time and these will have their day just like everything else has their day right and then they will have troubles as they come up against things everyone doesn't want to buy subscriptions everyone doesn't too many voices you know there's too many streaming companies we did this we did a show on this today on on sway you know there's it's the same thing none of these are different than what we did at rico which By the way, that was 2007 we were doing that stuff. And then before that, before us, there was things like suck.com, there was all kinds of digital things. And everyone always said podcasts wouldn't work. Well, they do, like it's not true. It's not true, you just have to figure out the business plan going forward to make it, you have to have quality revenues and a sustainable business plan. And that's that's where this stuff has to get. And some of it will work out, some of it won't. Some of it will be popular, some of it won't. All depends on how good the product is as always um that's what i look at all the time um when i'm looking at anything um so it's it depends i i do i am positive about it i don't i wouldn't start one on my own but i'm old that's i've done like six startups right but we did events really well uh we still we we just started a new uh, pivot event which i'm very excited about it's going to be great um so events always make money T- they tend always to we've never had really bad years right come on we've done great and so you know it just depends on how you think of running a business um but i think people there's never been more interest in it in terms of readers i love puck for example i think it's terrific and i think a lot of these things are terrific and they just have to just right size themselves have the right staff uh there's a lot of things i would do differently but a lot of people are borrowing from a lot of things we did right and they're mm-hmm. just doing it in a different way or the same way and it's just a different time and so i'm um I, i'm pretty positive about it i don't know why it wouldn't be wouldn't keep going I'm excited.
1: Kara Swisher, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Interview. Please subscribe to The Interview on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And check out coverage of my conversation with Kara Swisher on Mediaite.com.